0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Seminar Room where Justin and I share topics and advice on helping you become the engineer that you want to be. Good morning everyone. So we have quite a panel of guests today to, to kind of give us a last send off for the semester and a final podcast of, the, of season one. So uh, we have Andrew Hannigman, Jody Nelson, Emily Cyberling, Catherine, I can never remember how to pronounce your last name.
1: Thank like you. Thank you.
0: Brandy Mackey, Dennis Rogalski, and Cody Mann are joining us. And Justin's having some internet issues, so hopefully he gets to pop in here. So, well, that's, I mean, I, greeting, if anyone wants to say greetings to the students, uh, you're welcome to have the floor. I guess we can go around and, uh, so what have you been, what are you looking forward to most as the semester comes to a close?
2: Sure, sure, Tony. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having a little more time on my hands, hopefully, but also uh, going to spend some time on the Makerspace and trying to figure out how to help that to stay alive during this unique uh, time of closed businesses. and. Um, hopefully looking forward to fully opening
3: again midsummer, I'm hoping. And true to the bail program, I associate with all of you that don't see the semester as coming to a close as we're just starting a new course for the month and continuing forward. So um, looking forward for that opportunity, making some improvements on the programming course and, and then just the warmer weather around Minnesota the there's still a couple of piles of snow around but um they're only in the shade and getting much smaller okay. i agree yeah.
1: with oh, oh, go ahead second that <laughs> dennis <laughs> i'm looking forward to having some time to reflect and improve my classes and um, warm up my bones from the first cold minnesota winter
4: i agree with that warmth. Um, Kurt bought me a macro lens for my camera and I'm excited to get outside and learn how to use it.
5: Yeah I also the spring semester for me coming to a close is less about the semester and it's always been about just enjoying the longer days, the sun. I really like when things are blooming. We're now in the point where you know I've been going on walks and stuff and I get to a flower that I don't know and I have my own personal dictionary which is my mom so I send her photos and she tells me what it is. So, you know, just enjoying the spring.
6: I'm also looking forward to the warmer weather. The ice on the lakes are just about all off and I'm looking forward to fishing openers. So we have walleye fishing opener here in Minnesota. It's like this big holiday where thousands upon thousands of people just decide to hit the water at one time. So we'll see how that goes with this stay in place um, extended until the 18th, I believe, of this month. Yeah. Um, but they're saying fishing's good to go, so I just don't know how how that's gonna look. But I'm really looking forward to getting back on the water and having some more life-work balance in, on my side. That's May 9th, right? Opener. Uh, yes, it would be next Saturday.
5: Okay. Whatever the graduation at Mankato was supposed to be. Oh. So the people who were gonna walk at graduation were gonna miss opener but now they're that's the one good thing about graduation being canceled is that they don't have to miss opening fishing anymore.
0: I agree that's the one the one good thing about this.
7: And I also look forward to the warm weather getting outside and camping fishing and I have a project house now that I have to be spending a lot of time on um remodeling and getting ready to live in in Virginia so be spending a lot of time doing that.
1: (laughs) Lots of good engineering experience there.
7: Yeah if anyone wants some engineering experience you can come on over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I feel left out I didn't say um Andrew and I didn't say we're looking forward to the warmer weather. (laughs) I was sitting I moved my office up to my attic and yesterday afternoon it was getting warm up here, so I'm like, oh, interesting. This will be fun. Yep.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> in the same boat. I insulated my office this winter here at the Makerspace, and now it's, like, way too warm. <laughs> like a, just the light alone. I have the damper shut off, and all the heat is coming in here. Oh, wow. That's just in.
0: Well, Catherine, we had some interesting news for people who are interested in uh, maybe getting a minor in math. I don't know if you want to We can bring that up right now too.
1: Yeah, since we're at home this summer or at least part of it, um, Mankato is offering all their classes online including the math 247 which is linear algebra. So if you want to get a math minor, I believe all you need is that class so take it declare a minor a semester before you graduate and you can get a math minor
0: sounds like a fun way to spend the summer
5: (laughs) well and this is a it's a good opportunity because normally at mankato the the math department has a residency requirement so in order to get a minor one of the classes has to be like at mankato which is why In the past, a lot of people in IRE and Bell and TC don't get math minors. It's because it's hard to meet that residency requirement. But for this summer, because all the classes are online, that counts as like the residency requirement. So it's a really kind of timing opportunity. So it's it's a good time if you're interested in a math minor to do that.
0: And linear algebra, if you haven't had a linear algebra class, it is very useful, so. I would highly recommend it, and you do see some of that on the, the FE exam. So,
7: and it's a fun class.
0: It is fun. It's, it makes the way we used to solve equations very, <laughs> yeah. I I, I really like those sections in in the class I took. So, I'd encourage you to do that. So, speaking of looking
6: forward to the end of the semester, Tony and Jody, are you taking any summer courses for your grad school?
4: I'm taking one,
6: yes. No, well, so you don't get a break.
4: Well, I'm gonna take May or yeah, May and June are gonna be uh, continuing Ed to renew my license, and then end of June, July, August, somewhere in there is gonna be the class.
6: Do you wanna you wanna touch on that real quick about continuing your license? What that means?
4: So every two years. If you get a professional license in Minnesota, you have to renew it and so that means 24 hours of professional development and at least two of those have to be in ethics. Then um, You just have to show the state that you've met that requirement and pay the fee every two years to make sure you keep your license up to date. Because if you hand out a business card or something that has PE on it and you haven't kept it up to date, you can get huge fines big trouble so it's important
6: to do so for those of you pursuing a PE out there or thinking about pursuing a PE there are obligations and requirements even after you receive those letters behind your name in fact I believe it's uh, you got to make sure that you pay your dues and stuff too is that right Jody
8: um
4: What I, uh, for me it's just that every two years the fee, fee,
2: Um,
4: but it depends if you're if you're in organizations and that kind of thing you can you can do that. Um, A lot of my professional development hours come from those from webinars and things.
3: And to be clear, PE licensing is done state by state so um, the requirements are based upon the state mine's in Washington and they do not require continuing education credits. So all I have to do to stay current is um, maintain the fee structure every two years.
0: That, that's kind of funny because I was just happen to be on, I was trying to figure out a way to reach engineers and I was looking through the, the Minnesota board of, I don't remember all the letters that go after it, a E L S G I something whatever, but uh, uh both Ron Alseths are up for renewal this summer and in June. So this is a reminder if they're listening to don't forget to <laughs> renew your license. <laughs> I just happened to see you. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just search for someone I know. So, no contact info though. So,
6: I know the the last time I talked to Ron about renewing his license, he's very motivated to keep renewing it because.
0: He certainly doesn't wanna to have to go through take, retaking the test just to take the test. Right. Well, we all need him. So we're, uh, there's a number of us that are on a PE track. So we, we need him to take it as well. So.
4: <laughs> I don't know if you have to retake the test. I think it's, um you have to do all your continuing ed that you would have had to do for all those years and show that you did all that continuing ed and then you can renew, I think. I'd have to double check. There's a lot of rules around PEs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another good reason to join an, a professional organization because they uh, they touch on those things as well. And like Jody said, you can double dip and get some of those continuing education credits through those. So, I I think Cody, to answer your question from earlier, I am not taking a class this summer. Um, my one of my instructors gave us the opportunity to take an IP and redo some of the work that so once once COVID hit and there are our kind of demands increased I lost my motivation <laughs> and uh one of my grades kind of slipped so I have the opportunity to get that grade improved so which is nice so I'm going to take that opportunity your focus was in other areas like
6: Helping out with the career fair, making industry connections. See, your priorities are right. They're, right. they're great, at least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> It, well, that kind of go is a nice uh, segue into the first topic. How do, how do we want to use, how can the students use their summer to continue their education, their engineering learning? So I guess we just gave you one opportunity to get a math minor, which is kind of cool. And, you know, any learning is good learning. So um, I don't know. If, should I just go around and like call on you and ask for your answer to this?
6: Yeah, let's do that. I think... So just for starters too, um, I just the the learning that can be done this summer and the learning that should be done relating to engineering doesn't always need to be credit bearing. You don't need to always receive credit for some of the learning that you're doing. So I guess I'll kick it off by just saying that we're always looking for new things to learn and whether it's in undergrad, after you graduate, whatever it may be. There are many
0: opportunities out there, so just be on the lookout for them. Yeah. That was just an interesting kind of a. It might be a one-time thing for a lot of people to take advantage of. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to call uh, Emily.
5: <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to deviate from some of what other people are going to um, probably say so my my advice in this area is just to remember that any learning is good learning so we talk about the three legs of the stool design professionalism technical and those are all very important to being an engineer but part of being a good engineer is just being broadly educated as well so if you're the kind of person that needs a break from technical and design and professionalism learning this summer that's okay Um, for some of you that's not you at all and you want to keep pursuing those things but for some of you you might need like you know, a month off or something where you're not super focused on the more engineering technically kind of things. Um, and so just any learning is good. So, you know, if now would be a good time if you're not a current events person to kind of start maybe getting in a habit, find find what news sites you find trustworthy and are, and are good and easy for you to read and maybe get in the habit of thought, getting up to date on current events um or maybe even you know study history or social science or something like that just any learning is good learning and will help you become a better engineer in the long run even if it's not technical so that's my you know kind of reflect on who you are and what you need this summer and if you need a break from technical focus things that's okay too
0: yeah you got to recharge the batteries once in a while and some of us need to step away from that to to do that. So, uh, let's see, let's go facilitator. Oh, Catherine unmuted. Let's go with
1: Catherine. Um, (laughs) I I heard a couple people talking about wanting to work on their houses and I just wanted to bounce off of what Emily was saying because some of the best learning I got was when I was working for Habitat for Humanity. Get some good practical experience. So, um, be open and looking for different opportunities that come up besides just classes.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's great. So Brandy, why don't we go to you then? You're mute.
7: Thanks. Um, I was one before we started this conversation, we had a pre-conversation and I was talking, of, no, that was in this conversation, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna be working on my house and it takes a lot of technical thinking um, in every single room, every project, every system that you're working on, the boiler system, the water system, the electrics um, system, all of these things, load bearing walls, everything. So yeah, there's a lot of thinking going on there. Um, another thing I was thinking about was <clears throat> like Emily said and Cody not thinking so much about your technical work at school because it is nice to take a break but looking into um, the positive current events like the Starlink satellites or looking into um, cool things that are going on in the world that people are doing with science and technology and once you start once I start just looking into those things it makes my mind sparks my mind and then you start thinking of other things so maybe or maybe doing a new hobby like getting a telescope and going to check out some stars or something. And I think you do need a break from that so then when you do come back to school, you start with a fresh mind.
0: So just, I mean, I know Bell students, they don't, don't really get much of a technical break because that's what they're doing, but you do have an opportunity where you're not doing learning journals and you're not doing, you know, we don't have job search assignments. and there's a number of assignments that fall off in the summer semester for bell students. So use that extra time, you know, to do something where especially since you are still doing some technical learning and then maybe expand that into something more hobby based or, you know, relaxing. So
7: And check out the Starlink satellites. My sister was out on the back porch the other night and she's like, come out and look at this. And so I came out and there's just one after another, after another, after another satellites going by in the parade. And I guess I wasn't up to date on, on my current events. And so I Googled it. I was like, this is not an alien invasion. It's gotta be satellites. And there, there are like 60 of them launched in September. And I'm pretty sure there's been more since. So if you ever see that, it's pretty cool.
2: That's cool that you could see him. I think there's only 400 up so far and there's going to be 40,000. So he's doing a beta test uh, within a year or something like that.
0: Then read some sci-fi over the summer too to kind of get your conspiracy theories all buttoned up. <laughs> so Dennis has logged in twice. Let's get Dennis maybe his thoughts on this.
3: I guess my thought is that um the entire planet is in the midst of the largest socioeconomic experiment that likely the this planet has ever undergone and i think it's um fertile territory or fertile ground using the reflective and the self-directed learning methods you know that are integral to the program to try to step back and you know consider your context into that and also all the changes that that may come going forward there's a large amount of media documentation and media theories out there about what may fundamentally change um, from this experience in terms of how society functions and how things work overall so that would be my suggestion
0: and i know you've been you've been working on some home projects too so do you have any any that you're going to be working on specifically this summer while your fireplace is done
3: well my fireplace isn't complete um we may attempt to do the water uh cutting tool um essentially training remotely with andrew at some point point. and i've got a couple of stone coverings are actually fabricated stone that i need to cut out on that machine so i can get them in place and things like that so there's a little bit odds and ends. Cool. Um, But nothing major there. If travel reopens or that, I hope to uh, get out to the Pacific Northwest as well and do some engagement out there. Very nice.
0: Uh, Let's go with Jody next. (laughs)
4: Okay, so something I noticed my husband doing is he just pays really close attention to everything going on around him. So he and I are both engineers and we're both geologists. So for example, we were driving one day and I said, hey, has that building always been there? And he said, no, this used to be covered by a glacier. (laughs) He went into the geology. Um, I might get myself an iced tea and he'll give me a talk about heat transfer. (laughs) Um, So I think if you see a fundamental principle in action, tell people about it, whether they want to hear about it or not.
0: This is a great time now that you're, we're cooped up with other people that have nothing to do but listen to us. So. <laughs> I, love, I love having gallery view because everyone that has video going was laughing at that. And those of us who know Kurt are like, yeah. For those who don't know Kurt, I feel like that was
3: a great introduction to who he is. <laughs> yep. But there is a lot of science behind all of that um oftentimes when you look at at students that are high achievers you will find that their parents more or less had that strategy throughout their upbringing that they would continually engage on whatever was going on around them and talk in depth about what was happening yeah i don't I know would, if, oh, go ahead
1: this is off topic but that's why i love the verbal exams you get some great practice with um technical communication being able to talk about this stuff not just workout problems but Right.
9: Yeah,
3: and i think brandy practices that i actually stopped by her home project the other day and and she had a number of her children um actively engaged in the process as well work
2: child total. child labor yeah
0: i was gonna say i was gonna argue with kurt because if you go with conservation of matter technically that house has always been here Nice. <laughs> Just got deep. Yep. So uh, let's do with Andrew now.
2: <laughs> um. Biggest thing. I, I mean, everyone has covered a lot of the the topics, but I think ignoring the the obvious choices or projects or things like that. I think what's left is genuinely stay curious. Uh, whatever you are doing you are practicing engineering by simply staying curious and learning about the things around you. And maybe that means you go fishing. Uh, Maybe that means you go uh, just for a ride and you go uh, driving around and looking at things. And it, it might mean a lot of different things. It might mean you play that video game and you figure out a formula for success in it. I don't, it it can cover a lot of different bases, but genu genuinely being curious about something over the summer and just investigating uh, the world around you is enough to push you forward as an engineer, give you a little more, um, a little more of a
0: base on that that stool of ours. And I'd like to build off all the home projects we've heard about. Um, when especially when you're working in an old house that you did not set up and you're fixing things that have broken the way that that you have the ability to fix that also will make you a better designer and work on that creative leg of the stool because you're going to see things that you know we patch jobs and stuff that have stayed you know that stuff you're gonna see on a on a job site you know people try to get away with and you're gonna see this, it's a good opportunity to look up some building codes and, and see if things are up to code and, and how, to, how to operate within standards. So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to, to stay engaged in engineering. Um, you know, one of the other questions uh, the person who submitted this asked was, you know, how do I study for FE tests? Well, again, practicing those principles and explaining them is a great way to do it. But if you need to study, study and, and you have the manual, just set time aside to do it, you know, but get make sure you're not just doing 40 hours of studying for the test, um, you know, mix that in with some some relaxation and, and stepping away. And then, you know, practical application of the principles I think is huge. So hopefully that answers. oh, Brandy's got her finger up.
7: So. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing is a lot of people here who are listening to this probably don't own their own house um, but I'm guessing that you own your own car.
0: <laughs> yeah.
7: And so if you own your own car, I challenge you to work on your car over the summer. If you don't know how to change a tire, learn how to change your tire and do it by yourself. If you don't know how to change your oil, it's, that's a very easy thing to do. Um, just take the initiative and just do it. It might be scary, but it's so helpful to know how to do little things on your car. And and I, engineering. Sorry.
5: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to build off of that because as, as everyone was talking about houses, I was reflecting on my personal experience and I was thinking of cars and also if you have access to farm equipment. Um, okay. Summer is very heavy in farming and a lot of equipment is old and needs fixing. Um, my, my family spends not as much time fixing things as using things, but it's a significant chunk of time uh and if so if you have access to farmers who need like they will probably welcome you with open arms if you're willing to learn and fix stuff for them uh so machinery another if you're more mechanical engineering inclined that's another option if again if you have access to it recommend
0: yeah We're, rebuild someone's trailer axles rebuild the the electric brakes in a, in someone's trailer everyone's got a trailer in their yard that and if it's been sitting there it probably needs brakes and bearings so um (laughs) to play off emily a little bit my grandfather owned a farm just down the road from us and we often would borrow equipment and usually you you opt for three days one day of use and two days for the repairs that you need to actually use it and then one day of fixing what you broke (laughs) when you used it so um yeah farm equipment is a great way to learn (laughs) how to rebuild and how to troubleshoot so Dennis, I think you were gonna say something. It looked like you were. He's muted.
3: It was just sarcasm and um, (laughs) that doesn't play well after the moment has passed. Oh, okay. Although if you need an update on the grid layout, um, Tony was talking about how he could see everybody laugh after his first comment. After he made the second comment about challenging around the existential nature of matter, you could also see a collective hands to the forehead of most people on the grid. They were muted though, so you couldn't hear the groaning that was taking place
0: or the slaps. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, if Kurt was on here, we could have got off about no, fifteen minutes of that. I bet. Hey, that's an idea though. We need Kurt for the first podcast
2: the next semester. Can we I book him now? I, I know he's. I know he's pretty
0: famous. <laughs> yeah. I the, when I first met Kurt, it was, you know, first day, it was, it was uh, the juniors at IRE always start, the j one start the day before everyone else, and meeting Kurt, I was just, like, I love, I I just want to listen to him, like, read stories and tell me anything, so, like, I, I love the way he talks and the tone of his voice, so I would definitely welcome him to be on the podcast, so if he, if he can get away from chasing around Milo and, you know to join us i mean he's welcome to pop in too so
4: okay yeah he would love to
0: <laughs> so then the the second topic of discussion w- that was suggested to us by a student um was how how do we remain motivated throughout the entire scope of our education and then she the person says uh, especially in the later years so i'm not sure uh, how late we're talking here so um so I don't know who wants to go. Should we start? Should we go by age? <laughs> we'll go reverse order. How about Andrew? <laughs> um
2: being mo- so I I would say that I have a personal relationship with how do you stay motivated uh when things are overwhelming or maybe you, you stop seeing the enjoyment. Uh so the makerspace i have that relationship with uh quite often where it goes through ebbs and flows where when i when kurt and the team started it we put so much energy into it uh i worked uh 80 to 90 hours back then and then i got a full-time job so i cut back to about 70 and still did 60 or so in a full-time job so it you wear out very quickly but when When you find that the motivation is gone that it's not fun anymore you you have to figure out how to change how to change little things or, or uh, redesign how you approach it uh, because part of that sometimes comes from you don't really feel like you're being efficient or you're not achieving what you wanted to um, so some of the things that I've done is is I've just cut out time or challenged myself to be more efficient so I could get to something else uh, sooner. So for example, when I log receipts, I log 2000 know, transactions at a time or something like that it, at times. And that's not fun. But what I get to do after, if I, if I really hone in and I just get the work done, I get to move on to something fun and I try to reward myself with small things there and stop looking at the big picture. Sometimes that's the most overwhelming thing to me is this overwhelming picture. I have all these goals listed on uh, the wall next to me. That are very overarching that that are stressful. Um, But breaking up each piece into a small component is just much easier for me to handle and when I'm overwhelmed with how much there is to do or, or achieve, or, uh, I'm challenging myself to go push myself to do something. I've never done it. And I keep doing that. Um, breaking it up into small chunks makes a world of difference. It makes it manageable. And that's how I can achieve a lot in a smaller amount of time now than I could have six years ago.
0: I'm going to go, I just decided we we're just going to go alphabetical by first name, so Brandy's next.
7: Because <laughs> You don't know the age of everyone, do you?
0: <laughs> and That's, you know, that's just inappropriate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable about who's oldest, though, but anyhow, go ahead. Let's
7: see. Um, a lot of the times what's kept me motivated, well, when I was in school was if I didn't finish school, I wouldn't get the degree and I wouldn't be able to keep the job I had or get an engineering job. So for me, that was one of the most motivating things. And so I just did whatever I could to get through. Because um, I, to me, the biggest goal of school is to get a job that you want in engineering. The second... Um, uh leading reason i think is because it's very interesting but sometimes like we said it's sometimes it's not interesting and so you have to go with why are you doing this it's to get a job that you want and if you don't complete it you won't get the job so that's really what motivated me in school um now it's finding other reasons for the motivation and knowing your goals of why are you doing things in the first place and then keeping those in mind like andrew said the goals on the wall and sometimes it's just not fun and you just gotta keep doing it
0: i'm gonna go somewhat out of order because i know cody has to jump off at 10 so if cody has any thoughts on this
6: yeah thanks tony I'll, i'll jump off right after this um i just i think one of the Biggest elements to motivation is remaining happy, and we talk about that. And it's on the being an engineer poster. Um, just finding ways to remain positive, and find the positivity in anything that you're doing. I know some of the things that I, I talk with some of the students about uh, on co-op is they are they're struggling with the idea of the tasks that are kind of the mindless tasks where they're just going through the motions, they're just you know, recording data or um, checking up on a piece of equipment, whatever it may be. Um, but I try to twist that a little bit. I try to try to twist the positivity and, and the, the happiness side of it. And I ask them, there's, a, there's probably a reason why your supervisor is giving you tasks like this. And if you can try to identify that bigger picture, you can help to understand, it would help to understand, how you're making a difference within the company, even with those smaller tasks that you just don't see much uh, much reason to keep on doing that. Or even if you're trying to finish your education, I know this question was related to education um, and finishing your degree, but some, some of the classes that you take, you're gonna see a lot of the applications and and just by changing your positive mindset to looking at the world around you, we talked a little bit about that already, um, Andrew touched on, go for a drive, look at the things around you, be curious. Um, you can tie a lot of your fundamental principles that in maybe in your first two years didn't think that you'd ever use them again. You're gonna be able to tie that to the things around you. So just try to find the positive in everything. It's uh, everything has something that you can twist to make it a, a positive experience.
0: So actually, we're going to go out of order again because Ron jumped in, and he only has a couple minutes to to give a message. So uh, let's let's ask Ron how you, how do you stay motivated, and then in the question that the student posed, especially in your later years. So, <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, I assume that the student is talking about the later years of education.
2: Yeah.
9: And uh, I've actually had the opportunity, as have some of my. Uh, uh, Professor friends, I've had the opportunity to go through this three times. Uh, my bachelor's degree lasted for four years. My master's degree lasted for four years. And my PhD lasted for three years. And uh, it, we have these ebbs and flows of motivation. It's kind of like there's the honeymoon phase when you're a first year student. and That was true for the master's degree and the PhD as well. And then you get into the, those, those middle years. The, the last year becomes a lot easier because the light at the end of the tunnel becomes so bright. But it's, it's that middle time where, where motivation is more difficult. And the, the things that I did to, to keep myself going um, was often just a, a constant reminder of what value this was setting me up for um, afterwards. It was faith in the the belief that the the path I had chosen would allow me to open many, many doors after the education. It would give me the life that I wanted. And so when the going got tough, um, I just sort of put my head down and charged ahead because there was this innate belief that it would get me what I wanted. And as I look back on all three of those experiences, they absolutely did. And from the perspective of now being in my later years, um, I can tell you that I look back on all three of those educations with fondness. Now, when you're in the middle, in the trenches, there's not a lot of fondness, but it did allow me to achieve those goals. So there's my message.
3: Thanks, Ron. So what did your master's achieve for you?
9: Well, that's that's a really good question, Dennis. Uh, when I was in the Navy with you and uh, going through uh, nuclear power school, I I wasn't overly certain what I was going to do afterwards. And one door that I wanted to keep open was the possibility of teaching at a community college. And my dad had encouraged me to consider that. My uncle was a teacher at Itasca Community College. And I was teaching with you in the Navy and I I kind of enjoyed the teaching. And there we could teach with our bachelor's degree, but there was gonna be no getting a job at ICC or any other community college without the master's degree. And so that, uh, that master's degree allowed me to take the path that has led me to here today, it allowed me to get that job teaching engineering at ICC. Cool. Well, I'll jump
3: in if that doesn't um, disrupt your well-planned out order there, Tony. But
0: You're a master of disruption, so go ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the main comment I wanted to follow up on was Cody's Comments about um, being at a co-op, being at work, and uh, being saddled with you know challenging tasks or tasks that you would fail to see the value in. And to me, this is where the key element of perceiving yourself as an engineer and an engineer as someone who constantly improves um, whatever is going on around them. And so, as you're going through those tasks. Uh, you know, look for the improvement opportunities. If it is having to walk, you know, a couple of miles every day to go to all the equipment and record particular readings or stuff stuff like that, then um, look at putting together a business case for automating those readings, put them on a system and getting them into the historian where you can just come in and run a spreadsheet. And that also very much captures the entire aspect of the business mindset. Um, there, a number of companies that I worked for, there was a real push around the fact that they weren't looking for just people to hire. They were looking for entrepreneurs to join the, the organization and change it. And so even as an engineer, whatever job that you may wind up into, um, always have that kind of business focused mindset of saying, okay, how can I adjust this? How can I add even more value here? and do something different that is going to have that impact
0: back to you tony all right let's go to catherine next since we skipped her a long
1: time ago (laughs) i feel like i might come out of left field here a little um i guess you know kind of what ron was talking about of like the first year you're excited you know excited and into it and then last year the light at the end of the tunnel you're looking for your job you can kind of see um your goal getting closer and closer and then those middle years is actually what I did my dissertation on, looking at mid-year engineering students, of that like middle ground of where, how you find motivation in the program that you're in. And really, um, I think Brandy mentioned it maybe on a previous topic of like finding interest in what you're doing, like looking around you and connecting things back to your classes. So when the goal of getting a job seems too far away and you're trying to stay motivated and maybe looking um, more intrinsically at what's, what's fun about this. How can I connect this to things that I'm interested in? I could talk a lot, but I think I'll stop with that.
0: (laughs) Emily, you want to share your thoughts?
5: So I actually have two. I thought of one as we were talking um so the first one so i i did my undergrad and then i did my master's and phd separately and so i'm going to kind of share a thought about each one um the first one is for my undergrad i totally for me my last year was the hardest part of that was i was the person who did 17 to 19 credits a semester for my first three and a half years and so i just burned myself out um part of it was i went on co-op and then i came back and so it was like I did all these classes i had this awesome industry experience and then i came back to classes and i was like well what's the point now like i've been in industry it's awesome why am i back stuck in classes uh part of it was just a burnout on technical classes and part of it was um my senior year was the year of so the fall of 2008 uh which is when everything just crashed and all the you know i had three verbal offers and then they were all gone three days later because the economy tanked Um, And so the future was really uncertain. So that light at the end of the tunnel wasn't really there. And so for a variety of factors, my last year was the hardest. And how, so for my undergrad, what I found to be motivating to get me through, I was never not gonna get through, but like helped me, was um, I started taking history of science classes because I just, and again, this is, I needed a break from all the technical, Like I I had taken so many technical courses that they had begun to become tedious. Even if the specific content interested me, it was just like the, the, the nature of technical courses was getting repetitive and redundant to me. And so for me, thinking in a totally different way, and it happened to be for me, a few history of science classes, like how do we know what we know? How do we figure out what we figure out? That was what, you know, thinking in a different way is what helped get me through my last year. Um, so that that is something that might work for some of you. Um, the other thing I want to acknowledge is, so I I did my master's and PhD together over the course of six years, and I had a couple middle slogs in motivation. Um, but I want to acknowledge that uh, for me, my, there were a couple times where my motivation was tied to being a sense of overwhelmed to the point of I had I had low mental health, like, and so I had really high anxiety issues. And so what ultimately helped me get through those times was um, encouragement from other people, but also it's kind of, you know, even over my last, you know, 15 years, uh, the norms of seeking help for mental health issues is, 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 it's okay now. It's not a sign of weakness. And so I really was able to get through those times of low motivation due to like oppressive overwhelmness by seeking out professional help. Um, And so if, I just just want to acknowledge that if your lack of motivation is tied, there are certainly little things you can try and do, but if it gets to a point where like, it would be good for you to talk to a professional counselor who can help you with things if the motivation is related to mental health, please do so. Um, All students have access to MNSU counselors. Um, I know that they're the Mankato, especially with all Mankato students being offline, they're trying really hard to um, support students as best they can. and so if, if your lack of motivation is tied to mental health, please seek out resources. Um, if, if you know just trying if you've tried other strategies and those aren't working, um, seeking the help of a professional can also be uh, a strategy.
0: Thank you. Uh, that, yeah that's something I, I think someday we need to hear that it's okay and you know what I mean So thanks for sharing those. Um, and I want to look at it. Emily also talked about burnout, and I want to look at this from the other side. So, the op, you know, if you look at staying motivated from the other end, it's how to prevent being burnt out. Um, and and sometimes in these moments when we're asking you to to step back and step away, you know, reflect on things that you've accomplished. And it's as engineers, we're we're perfectionists, I think, and. Sometimes we're we're like we could have, instead of focusing on what you did accomplish, you focus on what you could do better. Um, and it's okay to feel good about stuff that you've accomplished. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, you've accomplished a lot. Kurt just popped in on camera. So, um, but another way to do that is um, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, and you don't think if you think no one's noticing what you're doing and and you, you don't feel or you feel like the work you do is for nothing you know if if you're working with people this is something that falls into being a leader to um say thanks you know thank someone and and tell them they did a good job because that person might be feeling the same way as you do and then hopefully that gets paid forward eventually but this is a good way i know if there's a lot of things that happen that if if you feel like it goes unnoticed you, you kind of get burnt out so um Brandy has to change her diaper It come up in the chat so I'm just going to share that with you <laughs> oh it just says a diaper not her diaper or my diaper but uh, so yeah just I you know one of the ways that you know I, one of the jobs I did was cleaning meth houses and it wasn't a glamorous job and it was a thankless job and um, but you know one of the ways I kept my crew motivated was by thanking them at the end of the day for the work they did and you know if 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 you're doing something that's you know the one of the lowest of the lows and you're not getting thanked for it it's really hard to to stay motivated and do a good job so that's kind of how I paid it forward and I knew I wasn't going to get thanked by the higher ups on my end but I wasn't going to do that to the people that were in the trenches with me working so um you know so be thankful and and uh go ahead and be be proud of your accomplishments. I think that's a good way to stay motivated too. So, know that it's not going unnoticed. Kurt, do you have anything you want to share about staying motivated? Kurt Nelson, the man, the myth, the legend.
8: Um, well, staying motivated—that's that, difficult for everyone. Um, and I—I I, sorry I came in late, but uh, um, they—they they always have sayings about. Well, have your goals in mind. And I don't know if you... Have you talked about that yet?
0: Andrew talked about having his goals up on the wall. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, but Kurt, you can always say things better than me. Yeah. So you go
8: well, for it. If uh, there's a story about... I don't know if you've ever tried mowing lawns. And you ever go out there and challenge yourself to... Mow the straightest line possible. And so... there. The story goes, you go out there and you're like, okay, I'm going to plan this. I'm going to plan every step that I make. And you and you focus right where you're going to make sure you never get off course. But when you get to the end of the, the line and you look back, you're probably going to be going back and forth. The best way to keep that line straight is to look at something far out in the distance. And you look at that, you don't look at the little things along the way, you deal with them as you get to them, but you look at that point and you go straight towards that point. And that's when you get to the other end, you're gonna have a much straighter line. You're gonna get to your goal faster. And in a more uh, direct route. That being said, sometimes it's the little things that make your lines all squiggly that make a better story when you get to the end too. So, there's uh, there's both, there's two ways, there's many ways of looking at something like that. You know, like Tony was saying, you thank the people along the way, you appreciate the ones that are helping you, and you, you talk to the people that might not seem to be supporting you in a way that lets them know that, you are trying to understand that maybe they are not appreciative of what you're doing because they are not feeling appreciated themselves. Um, there is, uh, I, I did work similar to what Tony did. Uh, I've cleaned up a few uh, train wrecks, like actual trains off tracks. I've uh, cleaned up, I, I worked in an environmental uh, cleanup for a while and lots of times you get out there and things are crazy and people are worried about what's happening people are worried about their health and safety not not quite to the extent that we're all worried about our health and safety right now but notice the little things that everybody is doing to help make things better in the long run um i don't i don't uh I don't have any uh, original uh, catchy phrases or anything like that right now. But there's you know, just just be uh, um, observant of everything going around around you. The, the people, if uh, the people working with you are tired and frustrated, if your bosses are tired and frustrated, if your work, if you are tired and frustrated. If your family is tired and frustrated, it more than likely you're tired and frustrated too. Um, But just a little bit of energy, just a little extra bit of energy. Recognizing that somebody else is tired and frustrated might make their day a little bit better, which will come back to you and make your day a little bit better so it's kind of the like tony was saying the pay it forward type of thing but then again i i have uh, uh, messes to clean up every day and some days some days we get thanks some days we don't but that's okay we'll get through Adam,
0: thanks thank you (laughs) so um I guess that's probably, that's the two topics that we wanted to cover. So thanks everyone for the messages. Um, there are a number of students who are not going to join us. Well, they might join us for season two, but um, they're graduating this, so that we have some IRE seniors that this might be the last podcast they listen to, if they listen to it. So hopefully they do. Um, so I just, I it's a big deal. Uh, I'm sorry that the the world is in the state it's in and you can't, you don't have the experience that you you thought you were going to have it when you started this journey. Um, just remember, everyone is in that boat. But we we want to acknowledge that you did an excellent job, and uh, you know, congratulations. We we want to be there and hug you and high five and put a ring on your pinky. You know, some of us, so we can't do that either, and that's hard for everyone. So, good job. Thank you.
7: That's clap for
0: them. Congrats. Congratulations. Does anyone else have a message Uh, that they want to share? (laughs) Anyone else have any words they want to say? Quick, that'd be absolutely fine. Guess not. No No words. I'm getting in the chat that I did such a good job that no one else wants to talk after that. So. Does yeah, anyone I have re- any final thoughts for the summer, like a send-off or anything that they want to? Catherine, I think you're muted.
1: Uh, I was just saying, any final thoughts sounded ominous. Uh, oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say that out loud, though. I got busted.
0: Well, we I mean, we could leave the thing on a cliffhanger, and I'll be just in the middle of something. And we just stop recording it, so then they have to come back for season two.
1: Okay, so I have the best story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's it. That's all we have time for. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, let's see. So we had, so I'll thank everyone who's here right now. So Kurt stepped in for Jody. Thanks, Kurt, for being here. Thank Jody. Yeah. Thanks to Andrew, Emily, Catherine, Dennis, Brandy, Dennis again, because he's on the screen twice and I'm just reading off the cue cards, basically. Uh, Cody was here. Ron was here. Uh, we're sad that justin's internet prevented him from being part of this episode so um that's another thing that everyone's facing right now with some technical difficulties so uh thanks to everyone for being here so have a great summer thank you we'll talk mm-hmm. to you later bye all bye keep up the good work yeah absolutely thanks
3: Pow, pow.